0: This episode contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Down on 13th Street That's where we'll meet. You made me complete on the edge of my seat. Sweep me off my feet, down. side.
0: The MFG Cast presents Thirteenth Street. Hey everybody, welcome to season three of our core noir campaign. We're calling this season Thirteenth Street. Oh, what does that mean? You're gonna have to listen to find out. We're going to do a prologue right now into the third season because I we kind of wanted to address some issues and some bookend some things that need addressing. And I want to kind of have us introduce the season three the right way instead of just jumping right in because I feel like this season needs more of a jump start than other seasons have because it was just kind of like, oh well, this kind of happened. So we have some things that we need to kind of address. So before we start, or before is this John... an intervention? Yes, is it that is. what this is? Yep, God. yep. So yep. you've been playing too many <laughs> RPGs, you need to stop. I'll just kind of talk about some obvious things from season two. Uh Now that George has saved the day once again, he is a lot more popular. Let's say, let's say he's the number one PI in New York Queens area. You're getting a lot more busy. I gave John the option of either taking, having Carol, his assistant coming on as full time or Janice. Sorry. Yep. I, as soon as you, as soon as you shook your head, I was like, "Crap, I forgot." Janice, his assistant full time, or have Weasel, if you remember Weasel from Imperial Taxi, be kind of a gopher slash inside man for George, and uh, John picked to have Janice be full time. So we're gonna have that kind of happen. I don't know if we want to. I don't think we really need to address it. I think she's just excited to be on. You can tell that she's been a mainstay of yours since you started. Um, She actually works more hours than she actually is supposed to. And you kind of let her and you kind of try to pay her the best you could before um, now, but now business is steady for you. Now that you've done two very heroic things, newsworthy things, you have a lot of people that are coming to your door to ask you to do certain things. And you've been really successful. I know we, I don't want to get too far afield into where we're at with you. So I know that you said that you wanted to do something like maybe a week or two in after you've saved uh, Max Sullivan from his kidnapping.
2: Yeah. I think um, that George would, want to go and just meet with him um just to express his appreciation for the work that he's doing. um But also is like, Hey, I'm the guy that did the thing and made sure that you came home. Right. Cause that's what people do, especially when you are in a very uh, precarious social situation with, you know, with the kind of work that he does. So to have, contact who's close to the mayor is certainly not a bad thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and, like the the guy's not dead and everything right like i mean he thank
0: god for
2: that yeah well yeah i mean right like it's a it's a bad situation all the way around Yeah, yeah, yeah like and you know by by helping bill and saving mary and you know helping the mayor, which again is not a terrible thing, but also make sure that, you know, that that this guy's okay. Like it all works up. You tie a nice bow on it, but like also you kind of have to lean into those things a little
0: bit. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. So are you going to just go there randomly every once in a while? Are you going to call and ask if he's there? Well, how are you going to approach the trying to talk to max about the situation at hand
2: um i assume it would be the sort of thing that was in the paper right like that he was in the hospital out of the hospital sort of thing right like Mm -hmm. i I feel like the mayor's kid getting out of hospital probably maybe not above the fold news but maybe like you know bottom of the fold second page you know son of you know current mayor you know whatever the uh, Leonard Sullivan's released from the hospital today, blah, 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 whatever. So he would just kind of keep an eye for that. And then maybe wait, you know, a couple of more days, right? Like you don't want to be like, Oh, Hey, I heard you're at the hospital. Cool. I'm gonna, like, come by, swing by today. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, call over to the uh, to the uh, open arms for vets and just, you know, make an inquiry, um, you know, say we'd like to make an appointment with, with Max. And, um, you know, whatever is available, you know, whatever his earliest convenience, right? Like it's not a, it's not a pressing issue, but like also, you know, he doesn't want to wait six months. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, remember sure. me?
0: <laughs> yeah. So let, let's say you, you call over and um you, you get his secretary and she, you know, you, she takes down all your information and she's like, yeah, you know, Mr. Sullivan is, uh, busy right now, but um, I'll relay the message and I hopefully I will get you back to you as soon as I can. And she'll hang up with you and like, let's just say, like, even like a couple hours later, like, she actually gets a hold of you and she says, um, uh, Mr. Armstrong, I have a uh, uh, Mr. Max Sullivan on the line for you. Please hold. Uh, yes, thank you. And uh, yeah, so you get transferred and get a couple of rings or whatever and you hear a voice on the other um line you hear uh, uh yes uh mr armstrong uh mr sullivan uh, how are you feeling these days you doing okay and you you kind of hear him kind <clears> of <throat> kind of clear his tone a little bit you no know, and he's just kind of like you know i'm i'm starting to get back to normal it uh it's quite a ordeal. Uh, I don't think I've ever been a part of anything that um, uh, exciting, I guess you would say. But uh, yeah, I feel like I'm starting to get back to my old self, even though I don't know. Life just seems kind of different.
2: Yeah. I imagine it would after something like that. <laughs> you don't expect the uh, crazy shenanigans like that to go on.
0: No, that's true. Um, I never, I, I uh, apologize. I, uh, I never really got to uh, thank you for saving my life.
2: Oh, hey, no, I mean, it's, it's I mean, thank you. It's, it's it's, all part of the job, you know, I mean, it's, uh, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, you know, we, we found you down there. It, the whole thing was uh, so convoluted and crazy. I'm, I'm just glad everything worked out for the best, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're okay. And uh, that, uh, you know, nothing, nothing got too
0: far out of hand yeah me also uh say that uh mary willis the one that was also there i i hear your your friend is um your friends with uh her boyfriend um how is she doing is she doing well
2: yeah she's uh she's doing pretty good Uh, you know she's a little shaken up by the whole experience but uh you know she she's a good kid she's you know she's coming back around um (laughs) bill's being a little of a you know maybe overprotective these days after everything that happened but uh you know that's to be expected right
0: yeah he he's i know something a little about that being uh the mayor's son you know i don't like to use the word coddled but he definitely likes to make sure that you know being the mayor's son i you know am well protected especially nowadays
2: <laughs> yeah i can imagine but you know you you've made a name for yourself you you got that open arms for vets down there that's uh i want to tell you i i really appreciate uh, you know you 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 stepping up to the plate as it were to uh you know honor your granddad and all that i uh, i served I, I was wounded in europe and uh you know i uh i carry around a little piece of shrapnel from that but uh like i i get along okay but you know not everybody that uh you know that, that came back. You know, came back in a good way, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, for sure. That I've always wanted to have a place where anyone could have a good meal, a good warm bed, and a good ear. And um I, f- I hope that the people that are here are getting the help that they need.
2: Yeah, for sure. That's, uh, that, that's a real good thing you've done over there. Yeah, we try. Oh, yeah, I brought a guy in with me the other day. Uh, you know, I was looking for you, you know, looking, uh, you know, doing, doing, uh, working on the job there. Uh, Randy Dorn was the guy's name. Is,
0: uh, is he still hanging around there? Do you know if he's he's doing okay? Randy. Oh, I love Randy. He is actually serving lunch these days for us.
2: He, ah, good for him.
0: Oh, he loves his job. Uh, we were able to hire him on to kind of help us out. Meanwhile, a nice warm bed and food for him and anything, any amenities he needs. And he has flourished so well. So thank you for, thank you for having him find us.
2: Yeah, it was just one one of those things. I ran into him, uh, ran into him on the subway and, uh, you know, he looked like he was uh, having a little bit of a rough time and I told him where I I was going and uh, he vouchsafed that he had the bushy tail to come along.
0: Yeah, that's great. Great. He's he's doing very well, and he's an asset to us. And I'm I'm glad we were able to cross paths.
2: Good, good. I'm 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 glad to hear it. Again, I I really appreciate what uh what you're doing over there. Thank you. If there's a you know if there's any anything you ever need, uh, you know you you know where to look me up. It's uh I'm you know happy to to give out a helping hand. You
0: know for sure, for sure. I. You know, I may come come a calling sometime because we every once in a while, we love to bring in outsiders to kind of share their experience and their their words. So I might take you up on that, even though huh, I have, feel like I've already taken too much of your time.
2: No, 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 don't don't think nothing of it. I'd, I'd be happy to come down and do it. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe if I uh, <laughs> if I can spare the time, I'll come down and. uh you know, scoop out a couple of meals myself. It'd be good to see Randy again.
0: For sure, for sure. Anything is on the house.
2: I just, you know, one other thing. It's the, um, you know, not 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 to get to uh, like you know business or anything, but uh, the uh, uh, it wasn't just me that that pulled you out of the house there. There's uh, you know, I know um, you know, I I know that the police station's kind of a mess. These days uh I had a hand in bringing down a couple of those guys, which they're none too happy about but uh I got a good friend down there on the, on the force his name is uh brian o'Shea he's a uh, he's he's a real good egg and uh, he was he was there that night that uh, that we pulled you out of the basement he's a he's a good guy he's got a good family he's uh you know comes from a family of uh police and uh I just want you to know they're not all they're not all bad down there He's, he's, a good guy.
0: Um, and he, you kind of hear him kind of like clear a stone. He says, uh, Oh yeah, Mr. O'Shea. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I, I will always remember his face. He's the one that pulled me, pulled me into consciousness. So yeah, of course. I mean, my dad's pretty, <laughs> pretty busy these days, but maybe I can, maybe I can bend an ear and maybe we can get, uh, this mr O'Shea, the um credit he deserves
2: yeah i just you know i didn't you know it, when i talked to your dad he was a little uh, he was a little peeved by the whole thing and uh, you know i just i don't i don't want him to get thrown under the bus with all the other uh riffraff down there you know
0: <laughs> for sure i i've told my father time and time again uh this life of politics is uh not exactly an easy An easy way to go um especially with his predecessor so i always tell him to just be as careful as you can
2: yeah that's for sure that's a it's a dangerous business your pops in for sure (laughs) all right hey look i don't want to take up any more of your time i just you know i wanted to touch base and you know see how you were doing and uh you know make sure everything's going okay and just you know let you know that I, i appreciate what you're doing
0: Max says, yeah, I, uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate the call. I mean, most people don't, don't give other people the time of day unless they know them personally. So I appreciate um, everything you've done and hopefully we will see or see each other in the future.
2: Yeah. You, you can count on it. All right.
0: Well, you have it yourself a great evening. I've got to get back to work.
2: All right. Thanks a lot. You too.
0: All right. Bye-bye. So yeah, so um uh this little uh exchange that you have for better or for worse, you know, in the coming months, uh you find out that uh Brian Hosh Brian O'Shea has actually been promoted to detective. Nice. Um, uh, a lot of the police uh the the um cops in that precinct have actually been weeded out. <laughs>
1: Nice. Uh, good. With, with yeah, with all <laughs> that's the, good for me. Yeah,
0: with all the guys, you know, at the boxing at the boxing matches, and you know their connections. The police station has been gutted once again, save for hopefully a few good cops.
2: So Brian's all by himself. He's answering. He's got like two phones, <laughs> yeah, one exactly. each here. Hello,
0: hold on, well, wait a minute, hold. On, yeah, exactly. Wait a minute.
2: What's what's the emergency? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, but w- before you know it, there's new recruits. They're, they're pulling people from, you know, other cities in New York to kind of help out and some people transfer and stuff like that. And, you know, hopefully this will be the last time in a long time that there's a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of looking into uh, with the Queens PD. That's um,
2: Did, I assume nothing got traced back to DeLuca or any of those guys, right? Like those, I'm sure those guys clammed right the fuck up right yeah
0: yeah it's yeah let's just say like as far as like the paper you know the papers and stuff like that like there's no mention there's no mention of any activity or anything like that like nobody's talking about that they just they just you know put it to jackson and they put it on jackson and matthew and stuff like that like they don't bother with that whole thing in yeah. the dirty cops they kind of put them they roll them into it you know but there's no mention of any um, mob activity involved in it
2: i, I mean i assume so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah for sure
0: it's all it's all hushed it's all down uh as far as george's love life goes you are approached by uh jane again the coach girl at the glow lounge she's um interested in having a casual relationship with you and uh you know if you're if you're into it then she, you know she's a uh, you know goes out with you every once in a while you hang out you go to glow lounge and uh you see evie every once in a while and there's that uh cliffhanger from season two kind of like what was that conversation uh truly about kind of thing um and then you know every once in a while evie will actually come and talk to you it's not it's not awkward It's not fightful and vindictive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) It may be a little weird at times just because you thought you were truly through. And then, you know, coming, coming to the Glow Lounge with the new girlfriend or, you know, who you're dating is kind of awkward. But there's it's surprisingly casual between Evie and Jay. And there's like no like bad blood. It seems like that kind of thing you kind of get to know uh, Jane a little bit better and you uh, find that she's going to school to be a writer and Hmm. working at the glow lounge. She thinks she actually wants to be a come a songwriter. Interesting. Um, So, you know, not only is when she's doing the coat checking at uh, the glow lounge, she's just sitting there waiting for people to come in and stuff like that. She'll, Get a tune in her head. She'll get something on her mind and she'll write it down. She'll write some lyrics to, you know, to some songs and stuff like that. She'll kind of read them to you and she'll, she doesn't have the best singing voice in the world, but she'll kind of sing a little bit to you. And, you you know, you kind of are taken by that. You kind of think that's cute that she's doing that every once in a while. They'll have like an open mic and she'll actually get up there and she'll sing a little something. It's again, she doesn't have the best voice, but it's not terrible either. And people are kind of like really digging what's kind of happening. They're kind of like, wow, this is, these are pretty good. You know? Right. You're like, is that that
2: coach? I think, what the hell? Oh, she's pretty good. You know, golf clap, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) There may be like some of the singers and stuff like that, that are impressed. There might be some of them that are kind of like, what is she doing up there? Kind of thing. Cause some, some people are like that, but, um, she every time she goes up she's really excited to do it and when she's done she's kind of has this little thing and she's jazzed and you know sharing it with you she kind of like is like oh was that okay you know i i really hope i did okay i just i you know i don't again i just i just want the people to hear the words
2: I imagine it gets kind of awkward a little bit because this is one of the things that Evie complained about is that he didn't support her. And now Jane (laughs) is like writing music and singing and he like is supporting her in his way. Right. Like as close as he's able to be with people that like, well, it was really good, you know, whatever. And, you know, they'll have, you know, they'll have drinks and it's a thing. And I imagine that there has to be a little bit of resentment on Evie's part. You know when she comes back to the table and she's all excited and you know he gives her you know gives jane a hug and a kiss and they're sitting there and she's all animated and he's just kind of like nodding along you know smoking and drinking it's like that motherfucker
0: <laughs> yeah you can you can tell it's it's not it's not as
2: not directed at jane but directed at me <laughs> yeah
0: and it's probably not as hardcore as you may think it is either she's just kind of like seriously you know that kind of thing but it's not this fucking guy <laughs> yeah exactly but she's not too she's not too mad about it but also like you know maybe there's part of her that thinks you know what i i'm the one let let him go too so like that's kind of my fault you know so yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. you know maybe you see that um she'll probably like rib you every once in a while and be like oh you know it looks like uh you showed up tonight that kind of thing you know and kind of giving it to you or whatever and you you're like okay okay yeah, yeah i'm here you know that kind of thing <laughs> even though you're actually you know between all the jobs that you've had you've been pretty busy so like even yeah, that yeah. like maybe there's even a little bit more like oh you're here even though you know you've got all these jobs that you're doing
2: yeah if she if, if jane tells me that she's gonna be up i'll you know i try to make it but you know i'm sure some of the stuff is at night right like it's phone guys cheating on her wives or whatever you know some of the stuff takes place at night where he's got to like tail people or do whatever mm-hmm. um but you know for, for as much as he can because he's going to be there anyway right like yeah. it's not a huge imposition yeah for sure but if she says like oh i'm going to be on on wednesday like he'll try to schedule around that to be mm-hmm. there on wednesday yeah you know? for sure
0: another thing i'd like to address that we didn't address in season two which is going to be very small but also i want i like loose ends that are kind of weirdish but we had talked about you were on this small case on the side where you were trying to figure out this lady's where this lady's bracelet had gone to. And it was a family heirloom. Um, You had actually found out that uh, her husband was actually trying to sell a black market to one of the slicks. I knew it. (laughs) And uh, he sold it for $5,000, which is a lot back then. Um, Wow come to find out that the heirloom is actually pre-World War one, and that it's considerably more money than he sold it for. Hmm. So you were able to kind of, um, through some of your contacts, to kind of infiltrate where it was kind of coming from. And you found one of the spots where the slicks have a hideout and you actually you didn't quite bust him yourself. You kind of had some uh, help from O'Shea just to keep it on the legal side. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was kind of like another, it's not monumental, but it was a, it was a pretty big deal in the news that kind of helped your legacy as a PI and also O'Shea's as a, a great cop. So
2: yeah, I would imagine like af- after that Friday night, you know, they set up. He sets up a meeting to go speak with the wife and her husband, and like the guys just like all this. Like he's sweating, he's blinking, he's like bouncing his knee, and he's like, "Oh, this motherfucker, he he's did it," you know. Which is what he assumed already, anyway. So it just was like confirmation bias, maybe, but yeah. And then hit, you know, started to hit some of the local pawn shops or wherever. It seems like they would sell their wares typically, right? And then he's get, he knows what it looks like, so yeah, it's it's like a whole yeah whole thing for
0: sure. Yeah, we'll say like you know you kind of um, you found the pawn shop that was the right one or whatever, and you know you were kind of talking to the guy, you kind of squeezed him a little bit, found out the right spot, you know, and were able to make it. This kind of ties into the other thing that's happening around queens is that the mayor after his son had been kidnapped is really trying to crack down on crime so with this new squad of police men and women that are fresh-faced and some of them are younger and ready to kind of make make their make a name for themselves they're really trying to crack on crime in the streets. so they're actually taking it two, you know, different things. It's what's really being hit the hardest is those uh, pinks and slicks. And the slicks are, uh, the pinks and slicks are, sorry, and the pinks and slicks are actually fighting back. Not only are they fighting, are they fighting in the streets, but they're also going, finding certain police people, police persons in their homes and, you know, kind of making it Almost like a turf war between the cops and the pinks and the slicks. So not only has not only has the crackdown been harder, but also the fight back. So it's it's more of a tense time than you've seen in Queens in a while. And
2: were they, are they like egging the cops' houses? Or are they like trying to like setting shit on fire? Like, yeah, well, how, like how
0: well, how bad has it been? It's get it's it's gone for. It's not egging at all. It's violence. It's murder. It's
2: smashing windows. Yeah, and... it's
0: a lot of different things. Yeah, like you said, it's like Mol- Molotov cocktails. It's following people to like following someone to their bar- barber and taking them out. You know, it's really been kind of a tense time. So even when you've had your, you know, some of the jobs that you've done and, you know, dealing with these, you know, these gangs or whatever, you have been really like looking at looking behind your back. And, you know, sometimes you'll even be like, you'll even say like, okay, Janice, I'm going to be at this place at so-and-so a time. And if I, if I don't, re- if I don't give you a call and like, whatever, send somebody there. Cause you know, that. O'Shea is there for you. Now you kind of had, you're getting the more of this like better relationship. Right. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you're trying to, you're trying to use your, your contacts as best as you can to kind of help you and <laughs> help you keep you in one piece.
2: Yeah. And I imagine it's kind of thing. Like at the end of the day, he walks Janice and make sure she gets in a cab. Right. Cause like, it's just, it's not necessarily one block or a couple of blocks. Like it's all over Queens. Right. So like he's, he's not a cop.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. So like, I don't know how, how much he's above the fray, so to speak. Right. Like, cause he's not locking anybody up per se. Yeah. Like, he's not investigating sh- street crime in a sense of like going after gangs. Like, I don't know that they would make that distinction, but like, he's not a cop. Yeah. Um. But like it's all over right So like you see people running down the streets You know you see people getting beat up Or whatever so like you know he makes sure To get her in a cab you know When he's with you know Jane they're, I mean they're probably walking together mm-hmm. Or if she's not coming over Like you know same thing like he'll get her In a cab and like that kind of stuff like he's You know just, just being cognizant of Making sure people Are gonna get where they gotta get to you know? Yeah yeah for sure nobody sure. nobody gets hurt even accidentally you know yeah yeah safety is always
0: it. the best policy yep yeah for sure I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we need to address that i haven't addressed
2: i mean there's there's the lighter biati situation deluca mm. like all of that stuff maddie potentially yeah, sure. being involved i mean like he's going to jail forever <laughs> like, i don't know that the, that matters too much at this point like it's not a a thread to pull on of like how could you get involved with these guys sort of thing
0: like yeah so is is that something where now now that you know now that you've you know you know what he's been involved in, do you just write him off you're like you know what i'm not even gonna go visit i'm not gonna write it's just you've done your you've done the thing that you shouldn't have done and you're gonna pay for it
2: i think so right so like it's no like In a a meta sense, it's noir, right? So, like, everything is morally gray. Yeah. Um, You know, George has killed people in the war. You know, like, there's been, like, no one is clean per se, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So you could, you know, make mistakes and potentially come back from that. But, like, I feel like with what Maddie did, not only in getting involved in kidnapping, uh, extortion... Um, drugging people, you know, f- 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 incapacitating people against our will, like I said, but then also preying on the same people that, you know, not that we necessarily fought with side by side, but like the the people who endured what we endured. And then to quote unquote be helping them by supplying yeah. them with heroin, like mm-hmm. it's just so repugnant. hmm. That I like, he would, he like, he's disgusted with, with, you know, how Maddie has fallen, right? Like, because mm-hmm. he was always solid, he was dependable, you know, they both made it through, you know, they're in the same squad. So, like, if I go left, you go right, like, you knew, like, you knew he was going to do it, right? Like, it was never a question. It wasn't like he was a, you know, a, a coward or, you know, wouldn't fight like you know. Not that he necessarily you know one man charged a machine gun nest, but like you know, he was if he was gonna say he was gonna do it, he was gonna do it. Like you never had to worry about it. And it's, it like he's he's angry and disappointed. You know, like like mom disappointed. Like how could you? <laughs> <laughs> like you know what I mean? It, it's it's a lot of feelings, and I don't think that in the short term he would go see him. Right, because he's 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 got a lot of feelings when everything happens. And I think until that sort of gets under wraps, I I don't think that he would go to see him. Mm-hmm. He might later to be like, Hey, what are these guys about? Like, how did like did you know that like they were looking at you sort of thing or whatever? You know what I mean. Because maybe Matt didn't know that either yet. Right? Like maybe they were gonna pull him in, sort of thing, or whatever. But I, but like, I, I don't think that's six months down the road. Maybe that that he would even could like being being a a, a a headspace where he could even like have that conversation.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I. I that makes sense. Obviously. So I will. I will not fight that. I just thought I'd ask the question for sure.
2: I mean, if we're jumping ahead six months, then I guess we're
0: there. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) That could be in there and it could be not. I'll leave that up to you. All right. Well, um, before we get into season three, then, why don't we play through one more scenario, which you talked about, you know, getting the lighter, um, finding out that there's FB, Frank Piatti. What does this have to do with Charlene? What do you, you know, what do you do with that information? Do you go right to Charlene? Do you try to do some investigating on your own?
2: Um, I don't know because a lot of things happen in a short period of time
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> because it occurs to him at the jail that FB could could potentially be Frank Beati, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, one of the FB people that he knows, <laughs> And then, you know, of course, the next week is just a whirlwind. I don't even know that he thinks about it until, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a week or two later. Like he's, you know, sitting at breakfast and he lights a smoke, you know, post breakfast smoke and then, like, look, you know, and then happens to notice the engraving on the lighter. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's right. Shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. Would he?
2: I don't. I don't. Mm... By dropping the lighter, I almost feel like it's something that she wants to talk about. hmm Great. Right? Otherwise, why bother?
0: Yeah.
2: Right? Like I I solved the thing for her. You know, we, we did it. We, you know, we got the bad guys, and then whatever the fallout is, the fallout is. He didn't see any looks pass between any of the three of them while they were there. Not that that didn't happen before he saw her, or them or whatever, where they just like agree to like, not like, Oh, if we're in the same space, like don't acknowledge each other sort of thing. Cause mm-hmm. you're a legitimate business person. Yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> I,
2: he might call her. I think he might call her or maybe drop in that. Like he wants to see her face, right? Like I, I don't want to do this on the phone. Yeah. So, you know, maybe a week or two later, He just finds himself down by Imperial Cab. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, walks in to see if, uh, you know, if she's around. Which Presumably she is, right? She runs the business, right? So, like, he just figures if he pops in, she'll more than likely be there.
0: Yeah, for sure. And um, as you get to Imperial Taxi, you find that things are a little slower than had been in the past. They're not, not dead, but it's definitely not as busy as you once as Imperial Taxi used to be. Pre murder, um, yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna say that you don't recognize anybody. That's, well, six
2: of them got murdered. So. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, yeah, there's a lot of new faces, a lot of like looks. Like, who is this person? We'll say that there's uh, some receptionist or whatever, and they're like, uh, "Yes, may I help you?"
2: Uh, yes, uh, is um, Mrs. Woodard in Miss, Miss Woodard?
0: Uh, Miss Woodard, um, she might be busy, but um, let me check. Uh, can you I could, ask who's inquiring?
2: Yes, if you could tell her, uh, George Armstrong is here. All right,
0: sounds great. And she's you know, yeah, uh, picks up the phone, direct, direct line or whatever. Uh, yes, oh, so, uh, sorry, Miss Woodard, sorry to bother you. I know you're busy. I have a Mr. George Armstrong here to see you. Okay? And uh, she hands the phone. She's like, right this way. Oh, great. Thanks. You know, and she uh, brings you down to uh, Charlene's office, uh, knocks on the door lightly, and you hear her say, come in, and uh, open up the door, and she lets you in.
2: Uh, I assume that the receptionist walks away.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: So, um, you know he he walks in um he probably shuts the door, okay, right, and then turns like you know kind of like turns in and raises an eyebrow at her
0: like that's
2: cool, right like <laughs> <you
0: know? laughs> and she's actually sitting down and actually doing a bunch of paperwork, and she's like, oh, Mr. Armstrong,' good to see you again. No, that's fine. have a seat thanks, thanks um how you doing these days Oh um Okay, things are not not as busy around here as maybe you can tell, but um, I'm just trying to work from the ground up. I feel like again we're gonna get this we're gonna get this taxi company to where it once was.
2: Hey people gotta get around a city right they gotta gonna have to use a cab
0: that's right, and we're gonna do the best we can. I have hired a lot of new people lately, and it's been very i'm i'm gonna not gonna lie to you it's been frightening but I feel like I feel like I feel my bones. We've got the good. We got a good crew here now.
2: Hey, you're a you're you're a you're a strong woman. I know you're going to be able to uh, pull this all together. You're going to do Marcus proud.
0: She's kind of like is going to say we or whatever, and she kind of stops and she's like, I have to. Ain't nobody else going to do it for me.
2: You know, like I, you know, at some point, like he as he's talking, he sits, he pulls out a cigarette, he lights it. You know, he kind of like looks at the lighter, closes it, and just like stands it up on the <laughs> on the desk. <laughs> <laughs> so like she can see the FB on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, um, it was uh I was surprised to uh to see you the other night. Um I hope you didn't lose too
0: much. And she kind of like kind of looks down a little bit like she's embarrassed and she's like, Yeah, just wanted to See if I could get my hand on a little bit more money. We're again, we're not, we're not closing our doors, but I just right now the banks aren't really up for loans right now. So I had to find, I had to figure something out, and I'm not proud of it. Not in one, not one bit.
2: Hey, no judgment for me. I didn't get paid out on that last one. <laughs> I spent the <laughs> night in jail.
0: <laughs> I heard that it was most. Mu- it was must have been really exciting for you
2: uh yeah so i got into my own fight uh at the the, in the in one of the cells one of the uh one of the cops that was there wasn't too happy
0: you don't say
2: yeah i don't think he's with the force anymore though
0: i wouldn't i wouldn't i would hope so
2: i tell you i beat his ass (laughs) should have been on that fight (laughs) oh there
0: you go i would have paid to see that
2: uh and then like he kind of He steeples his his hands kind of, you know, I guess, and, like, doesn't say anything for a minute, you know, takes a drag, leans over the table to, you know, flick his ash in the ashtray. And he says, "Um, you know, it is. And he sort of, like, gestures with a cigarette in his hands at the lighter. I feel like maybe you got a story to tell off the record, of course. I mean, you know, this is just you and me.
0: Of course. And she kind of like, even though she's expecting to tell this story, she's still kind of shy, kind of reserved about telling you the story. She she knows that you two have actually been through quite a bit, but she doesn't know if you're ready for this information. So she takes a big breath and she just pre- decides to go into it. Um, she says, um, I'll show you something here and then I'll tell you a story. She, his
2: eyebrow goes up.
0: <laughs> he, uh, she goes into one of her desk drawers, pulls out a rectangular piece of paper and throws it in front, or puts it in front of you, and you see a birth certificate. Um, you see a birth certificate for a Charlene Bioti.
2: Like he picks it up. He's got the cigarette in the corner of his mouth, and he like leans it. You know, sort of like has it out in both hands, head sort of like cocked, and he goes, oh, ain't that a thing? Yes. He looks to see what who is the father listed as Frank. Yes. And he's like, he's like, <laughs> like he puts <laughs> it back down on the table and it just sort of like leans back into the chair.
0: Yeah. She says that what happened to me when I was younger, I chose to forget. Apparently, Marcus... Knew of these things and wouldn't and didn't bother to tell me, which I'm sure is fine. When we were quite young, probably as young as the picture that you saw when we were in front of Antoine's, our mom Martha, she was dating a very handsome, a very well known, a very dangerous man. They fell in love right away. It was a hot passion. It was full of happiness. It was full of madness. It was full of adventure. And our mom liked it from what I hear. He would take her to extravagant events, take her on luxurious vacations. And she wished that it would never end. But then came the darkness. Whenever she wouldn't do anything that he, he would like. He would raise a hand. I must have blocked that out. It was probably for the best. But Marcus remembered everything. Our mom could not figure a way to get away. Because when you're dating a dangerous mobster, it's really hard to get out. Unfortunately, fortunately, whoever you who, uh, who's ever side you want to be on. She found that out. She decided that no longer would she be a part of this abuse. She decided, you know what? Maybe having someone on the sly that's just as dangerous, maybe even more dangerous, would help. When my mom took the name of Martha DeLuca, she thought she would never get away. Then came Frank Biotti. She had hot, passionate nights, sneaking away and doing things with doing things with Frank Beatty that she never really could do with Antonio DeLuca. And through that came a couple of children. She hid it from DeLuca that they were not his until the right time. And that's when this feud between the DeLuca's and the Beatty started. Later on, Martha, des- or our mom decided that. Being in the business of the mob wasn't going to be a great thing for her children. So she ran away. She took us, she changed her name to Joyce Wardard. She remarried. She was happy for quite a long time until that fateful night where my mother and her husband died in a car crash. We were left as orphans. We had to rely on each other, even though I feel that I am the stronger of the two. Marcus was always stronger than I was, and he always protected me. But somehow we found our way back here without me really even knowing my past. And now I have to live with the fact that these two dangerous gentlemen are a part of my history.
2: Does she kind of like settle back and... You know, sort of looks spent from.
0: <laughs> yeah, she lights up. A, she lights shared. up a cigarette. Grace, I want to light up a cigarette right now. So much, <laughs> so much talking. Why did I do that? No, but yeah, she sits back and she like it. It's almost like there's like a big burden that's been lifted on her shoulders, and she exhales very fully and takes a drag of a cigarette.
2: He says, uh, "I'm. Uh, I'm sorry about all of that." Do they uh do they know about you? I mean, do they know about you here? I mean, that's they have to, right? I mean <laughs> DeLuca was all over my ass when I was uh investigating uh Marcus's murder.
0: Yes. With what's happened here at Imperial Taxi, it can't be a coincidence. Obviously, somebody's been keeping an eye on us. And in doing so, has doomed us.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, I you had to have noticed, I'm assuming, that at the fight, DeLuca and Beati seemed, uh, yeah, I mean, on the chummy side. I mean, they didn't shoot each other.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that has anything to do with me, but it's very frightening.
2: Maybe there's another uh, bigger player in town. They're uh, pulling their forces. Maybe.
0: Oof. I sure hope not.
2: Well, you got the the Bianchi gang. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I tend to tend to stay out of that business. I, you know, just the things that I see in the papers. All I'm familiar with before. Uh, you know,
0: all of this. Yeah, and I think that's that's what Marcus wanted to do. I think he wanted to keep our noses clean.
2: I mean, it seems like uh, if they know that at least they're keeping their hands off. So that's, I mean, that's good for you.
0: I hope so. Because if I find anyone coming around here, they're going to regret it.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like it could have just been the wrong place, wrong time for Marcus. Uh those guys, day and all of that whole lot there. I don't. I don't know that they were working for Deluca or Biotti. I mean, they could have been, and that's why they got capped because they they went after Marcus and didn't realize who he was.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of dangerous business. I'm just hoping to keep my hands clean of it.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh man, that's uh, that's one hell of a story.
0: One that I wish was not mine.
2: I understand. I understand. Hey, no, no judgment for me. Can't choose who your family is, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. That is true. But let's, let's not talk with me. How are you? How have you been?
2: Well, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay. I got my name in the paper. If that's, uh, you know, good or bad, it keeps, uh, it keeps food on my table, you know?
0: Yeah, I've heard. You're all about saving lives, aren't you? <laughs> yeah.
2: These uh, couple of high-profile cases dropped into my lap. It's uh, certainly not hurting my business.
0: Um, say, I have not heard from one of my associates for a while. Have you seen Weasel? I mean, have you seen Derek Johnson lately?
2: Uh, no, uh, I, I haven't seen him. Uh, I know after the everything that happened, you said he he kind of made himself scarce. He never came back around.
0: No, unfortunately, I do hope he's okay. He was one of the good ones.
2: Yeah, I wonder if he got spooked by everything and uh decided
0: to beat feet. Yeah, I, I don't blame him. Sometimes I would kind of wish I could beat feet and <laughs> get out of here, if you know what I mean. But I, my roots are here. I couldn't abandon this business. Marcus did such great work. I can't. I can't abandon him.
2: Yeah, you no, know, I can understand that. Uh, I mean, uh, I keep my eye out if I see him, you know, if he's still around the neighborhood, uh, yeah, maybe I'll run into him.
0: That would be great. And as you know, too, you always have a permanent discount through us if you need to travel anywhere. Just make sure that you um, say that, that I say you have the family price. We'll get you where you need to go.
2: No, no. Like he puts his hands up. He says, no, I, I understand the needs of business. That's I, I mean, I appreciate the offer and everything, but, uh, you know, I I don't want to be taking food out of your mouth, you know?
0: I appreciate that. I hate to say it, but I do have to get back to what I've been doing. Is there anything else I can help you with?
2: No, no. I just, uh, (laughs) you know, a lot of things happened in the last uh, week or so and, uh, I uh, realized I still had this. And he, you know, picks up the lighter. Says, uh, I just I had a feeling that maybe, uh, you know, maybe you wanted to talk.
0: I appreciate that. You're probably the only one that I can tell this to.
2: He nods. He holds out the lighter kind of towards her, like open hand. You know, it's kind of like sitting in his hand. See if she wants it. You can just stick it in his pocket and walk out and be like, cool.
0: (laughs) 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 She kind of stares at it for quite a bit. And then she just kind of like waves her hand a little bit. She says, I don't want any part of it. You, oh, I should just, I should take it. You shouldn't have it. You shouldn't be seen with it. Are you sure? Yes. I'm positive. And she hesitantly takes the letter from your hand
2: okay yeah i mean he gives it to her it's just yeah. not a thing for him yeah for sure he's got the, he has the information which is more yeah more important sure. in a sense of kind of like putting things together and kind of understanding what's happening mm-hmm. around him and within the city
0: and you know. yeah definitely and um as you leave we're gonna kind of stick with charlene as you head out the door and um she kind of stares at the door as you leave. The door shuts. She stares at the door a little bit longer. She stares at the um, birth certificate. She looks at the lighter. And then she picks up the birth certificate and sets it afire and throws it in the trash and watches it burn. As we fade from the fire in the trash can, we fade into a old radio and the radio is clicked on by an unseen hand tragic news as blues legend JJ Abram has died in an apartment fire a fire at shady apartments has claimed many lives including this legendary bluesman he is survived by his wife Clarice his son Curtis this blues legend has had many hits from me and my woman to Rocket on the River his big hit 13th Street which is marred in controversy plays and local dives and on the radio as tribute to this once wonderful legend for more on this tragedy stay tuned to this radio station as news comes in we will give you the scoop